Welcome to Business Buffet. Thank you for sharing your time with us today and these episodes with your friends and family. On Business Buffet, we bring you a smorgasbord of business knowledge and entrepreneurial spirit you can use to help season your business. Pull up a seat, grab a plate, and get ready to eat hearty in business. Welcome to the Business Buffet. Thank you for tuning in and sharing these episodes. In today's episode, we delve into efficiency amid inflation, a story about David's journey in preserving small business culture. Listen as David shares his inspiring story and effective strategies for maintaining operational efficiency during inflation. Learn about his innovative cost-saving measures that safeguard his small business culture, keeping it alive and thriving in today's challenging economic climate. A must listen for all entrepreneurs and small business owners. Looking for inspirational help in your business? Pick up a copy of Entrepreneur's Feast, Navigating Small Business Challenges with the Business Buffet. Available for sale on Amazon.com. Click the link in the show notes to pick up your copy today. So today we're going to focus on a specific area of inflation. Uh, Inflation can significantly impact small businesses, affecting various aspects such as cost, pricing, supply chain, and really overall profitability. This is a continuation of a multi-part podcast series where we cover five strategies small business owners can employ to handle inflation. This is episode two of five. And in this episode, we attack improving operational efficiency, how to look for ways to improve your business's efficiency. This could include investing in technology or training that allows your business to do more with less, streamlining processes to cut unnecessary costs, or cross-training employees to maximize their utility. We'll summarize the steps for the process after the story, but let's hear about David. Efficiency Amid Inflation, David's Journey in Preserving Small Business Culture. Once upon a time, in the vibrant city of San Francisco, there lived a resourceful computer consultant named David. He was the proud owner of a small IT consulting business, which had earned a reputation for its homely and nurturing culture, something David valued above all else. However, the relentless economic waves of inflation were beginning to crash on David's shores. As costs of software, hardware, and general operations started to rise, David knew he had to find a way to counterbalance this force without disrupting the essence of his company. David's first course of action was to involve his employees. He had always believed in their potential, and this was the perfect time to reinforce his faith. He started conducting brainstorming sessions, inviting ideas on improving efficiency. In no time, a wave of creativity flowed through the office as everyone from the office manager to the senior programmers contributed. Not only did this uncover several bottlenecks, but it also reinforced the sense of community within the business. To further streamline operations, David initiated a cross-training program. 
His team of specialists began learning skills beyond their designated roles, enhancing their versatility and value. Not only did this lead to an optimized workflow, but it also added a level of job satisfaction and personal growth among the employees. Next, David turned his attention to standardizing processes. He understood the importance of clear protocols, especially in the world of IT. A set of well-defined standard processes were put in place, which significantly reduced downtime and confusion while still allowing room for flexibility and creativity. David also emphasized the importance of open communication. This, he believed, would foster a climate of trust and transparency. Whether it was the identification of a major glitch or a proposal for an innovative solution, every voice was valued and every opinion respected. As a student of business management, David was familiar with lean management principles. He recognized that the concept of continuous improvement and delivering value was a good fit for his business. He started implementing these principles, ensuring they were in sync with his company culture. This step made operations leaner, faster, and more customer-centric. David was also open to modern work arrangements, seeing the potential for some roles to be fulfilled remotely. He allowed those employees to work from home. This resulted in saved office resources and provided employees a better work-life balance. Lastly, David knew that recognition played a critical role in motivating employees. Whenever an employee made a valuable contribution, David made sure to acknowledge it. This fostered a culture of continuous improvement and camaraderie. Over time, David's strategies to combat inflation paid off. Despite the rising costs, the business maintained profitability without compromising its ethos. The small business culture that David so dearly loved remained intact, and employee satisfaction was higher than ever. David's story serves as a testament to the fact that businesses can adapt to economic challenges like inflation without losing their core culture. It's a matter of viewing your employees as part of the solution, promoting learning, fostering open communications, and adapting best practices, all while focusing on and keeping your core values at heart. Now, I know some of you are going to say, but Ed, you didn't dive into the deep detail of each of the areas of improvement. No, I didn't, and I didn't on purpose, because your business is going to be different. What David did in his business um, is not necessarily going to be applicable to you, so I felt I don't need to dive into the specifics. Uh, now, just a note, I'm not going to name him, but David's actually a real friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for over 30 years. He he has a computer consulting practice in Central California, and um, he's employed these tactics. And, and over the 30 years, I've seen them work firsthand. So don't get caught in the minutia. Think about the essence of what David was working on. He brought his employees in and involved them in the process. 
They did brainstorming sessions. He asked them for assistance on finding ways to improve efficiency. That's the key. So let let me let's let's do the review of the episode. Ways to improve operational efficiency without losing the small business culture or upsetting employees. Improved operational efficiency is a vital step for businesses dealing with inflation. <laughs> Honestly, a little aside, efficiency deals with everything. You make a lean, mean, fighting business, and you're going to be able to do amazing things. So, however, it's crucial to do so without disrupting the existing culture or employee satisfaction. How many times have you been part of a business where the manager comes in, okay, guys, I've got a great idea. We're going to do this and this and this. And meanwhile, the employees hate it. They hate life. They quit. They move on, completely disrupt the business. That's not what we want to do. So here is the list of ways that you can improve operational efficiency without destroying the small business culture or upsetting employees. Number one, empower employees. Encourage your employees to come up with ideas for improving efficiency. They are often closest to the actual work and can provide valuable insights. This practice can also increase employee engagement and job satisfaction. Number two, cross-training. Train your employees in more than one skill or function. This will not only make your operations more flexible and efficient, but also provide your employees with growth and learning opportunities. Now, let me stop here. Let me say that this one is a dangerous one. You just got to make sure and do it correctly. You do it right, you're safe. You don't do it right, you're in trouble. When you start cross-training your employees and you don't make it clear that they have upward mobility, All they're going to assume is, oh, great, you're making me do more work for the same pay. You got to make sure and guard against that. The goal isn't to overtax your employees. The goal here is to make sure that you've got all of the necessary business areas covered without having to eh, go outside for more resources or work your employees to death. So cross-training, critical. Number three, standardized processes. <laughs> this one this one is key for me. I'll talk about this a lot. Standardized routine tasks and procedures to reduce inefficiency and confusion. This doesn't mean being inflexible, but rather having a clear way of doing things that everyone understands. Let me, let me stop here for the sole proprietors like myself. Uh, I guess it's not really fair to say I'm a sole proprietor because Zenith exhibits is me and my wife. She does the books. I do the work. Um, That's not right. That didn't come out right. She does a lot of work, but she doesn't do client work. I do the client work. I am all about processes. I've got everything listed out. Now, it's important to note that this is critical for a sole proprietor, just as much as it is for a business with lots of employees. Having everything documented out, though, for a sole proprietor has a little bit of a different bent. Rather than being a a rigid process, it's documentation for improvement. Let me say that again. My processes that I spend a great deal of time writing out is the documentation for improvement. Because as I write it out and I do them, 
I have now the necessary knowledge to change it as required. So as I start doing things different or I find a better way of doing it, I update that document. I am always updating the process. I am always working towards standardization. The less I have to think about how to do it, the more efficient I am in doing it. So don't think that, oh, Ed's talking about employees. I can tune out because I don't have any. No, 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 no. You need to listen to this because they're just applicable, just as much applicable to a sole proprietor as they are to a business with lots of employees. Number four, encourage open communication. Open lines of communication can help identify inefficiencies and problems faster. Encourage employees to share their concerns or ideas for improvement. Now, here's one where you're going to say, well, Ed, I can't do that without employees. Yes, you can. And I do it all the time. I have coffee meetings with friends, trusted advisors, other business owners. And we talk about business. We talk about what's happening in the world. How is it impacting their business? In fact, someone who listens to this program religiously, I won't name him, Joe. Um, Joe and I, we have lunch every single month. It's on the calendar. It, it's, uh, honestly, it's something I look forward to all the time. Joe's a good friend. But Joe's a respected businessman. And he and I, we talk about how, how do we improve one another's business? That's always the last line that I ask. How can I help your business this month? So meeting with other friends and trusted business owners in the area is the open communication that is uh, talked about here. When we encourage open communication, if you don't have employees, then go find people that you can talk to. Having coffee is one of the most valuable investments you can make in your business. Number five, lean management principles. Apply lean management principles to your business. This includes eliminating waste, continuous improvements, and focusing on delivering value to your customers. The key is to do this in a way that aligns with your company's culture and values. Now, again, I keep going back to this. Most small businesses in America are sole proprietors. Now, a small business, I think, is defined as up to 100 employees and like $10 million in sales, or is it $100 million? I forget. It's, it's some big number. To me, that's not small. 100 employees, that's not a small business in my book. But lean management principles, well, what if I don't have any employees? How do I employ lean management? I do it in my business all the time. In fact, I had a conversation with a customer just yesterday. This customer happens to be selling their business. They've got a suitor who's taken it over. Uh, it's been operating for 15 years. And now somebody wants to buy them and they're moving on. Well, I'm the contractor providing search engine optimization, website development, and a bunch of other stuff. And the new IT director, he asked me, so what is it you do? And I said, anything necessary to get more customers. And, and that's kind of the core emphasis of my business, the service that I, vol that I provide. That is my company culture. The value I bring to the table is, one, there's so many skill sets available through Zenith exhibits that there's not much we can't do. But we're not just this cookie cutter. We do this and we do this over and over and over again. 
No, we're, we're a full business consulting firm as well as marketing and website development and social media management and on and on and on and on. We do what's necessary to get our customers better success. So when we're talking about lean management principles, what I'm talking about is those things that get in my way of serving my customers. So often we, we have those extra little things that we do to track our business that really don't serve the bottom line. It doesn't improve our overall business. So I eliminate those things. You know, too often I go in to a business and they say, you know, I'd like to have a website that uh, eliminates all human interaction. I'm oversimplifying, but basically what they want is they want their website to do the entire sales process from start to finish. And I, I really, I walk away from those deals because I don't believe a machine can solve a human problem, not all the way from soup to nuts. So lean management principles apply just as much to a sole proprietor. Look at how you do the things that you do that make money for your customers. If you're a consultant, Number six, flexible work arrangements. Okay, this is not valuable for the sole proprietor, but here we are. Consider flexible work arrangements where appropriate. Remote work, flexible hours, and other modern work arrangements can improve efficiency without disrupting the business culture. If you do have employees, there is value to letting them work from home. Of course, you got to have ways to make sure they're actually doing their work, but that's another podcast episode completely. Flexible work arrangements is applicable to the small business owner. Number seven, regular feedback and recognition. Regularly acknowledge the work of your employees, especially when they contribute to improved efficiency. Recognition can be a powerful motivator and foster a culture of continuous improvement. When we're by ourselves, sometimes we have to seek that acknowledgement and feedback. Sometimes we have to ask for the review, but that is part of the process. That is part of our job. It goes to our marketing. It's kind of like if I'm going to do one thing, I want to make sure it covers a couple of different benefits. You know, if it doesn't directly serve income, I want to find a couple of ways that it indirectly serves income. So regularly seek feedback and recognition if you don't have employees. If you do, regularly give feedback and recognition. I think General Patton said it best, pin a medal on the troop's chest and they're good for another mile. Improving operational efficiency doesn't mean sacrificing your small business culture or upsetting your employees. If done right, it can strengthen your business culture and make your company a better place to work. Like what you heard? Running a small business in today's demanding economy can feel like running a bustling kitchen. Business Buffet is your supportive sous chef, aiding your recipe for success. Our latest book, Entrepreneur's Feast, Navigating Small Business Challenges with the Business Buffet serves as your business cookbook, dishing out relatable, story-based lessons to accelerate growth. Like adding a secret ingredient, these strategies can transform your business. Savor success with Entrepreneur's Feast today and turn your entrepreneurial journey into a culinary triumph. 
available exclusively on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Tune in each week to the Business Buffet and learn from my experience in the business marketplace. While the names and places have been changed to protect the privacy of those referenced, the stories are real and based on the same challenges you face in business every day. It is time to push away from the table and digest what we've learned. Please take a moment and share this episode with a friend and then follow up with a coffee meeting to discuss the content. Together, we can make business a meal everyone can enjoy. Remember this, in your business, you are the chef. So eat hearty in business.